Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, and we are opening up a brand new month, taking the ribbon off and cracking open the packaging of a brand new month, June 1st. 2023. Uh, so glad you guys are on today and starting the month off with the Word of God and together. So thanks so much for being on. Uh, we're in Acts chapter 20 today. And so if you want to grab your Bible, your device, whatever you're using to read the Bible, uh, grab it. Let's go. Acts chapter 20. As we continue our uh, larger journey through the New Testament this year, we're halfway, well, at the end of this month, we'll be halfway through the year. So uh, I would assume we'd be halfway through the Bible, or the, the New Testament, that is. Yeah, pretty soon we'll be moving on to the uh, the writings of Paul, the epistles. That'll be fun. Um, so after we wrap up the book of Acts, we'll be jumping over to Romans. You don't want to miss that. Mm -mm. Putting on the heat, Romans, right in the middle of the summer. That sounds about right. All right, everybody, we're going to jump in. Acts chapter 20. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. When the uproar had ended, remember there was an uproar in Ephesus. They were preaching the gospel, what we read yesterday. When the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples and after encouraging them, said goodbye and set out for Macedonia. He traveled through the, through the area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people, and finally arrived in Greece, where he stayed three months. So Paul is uh, beginning to travel again, stays three months in Greece, preaching the gospel. Because some Jews had plotted against him, just as he was about to sail for Syria, he decided to go back through Macedonia. Okay. So uh, basically, because of um, a plot against him, he changed his plan a little bit, went back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by, so, oh man, the lighting is not great. Uh, so Peter, son of Perius from Berea, Aristarchus and Segundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy also, and Tychicus and Trophimus. Trophimus, Tropimus, I don't know, from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. All right. Um, but we sailed from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread, that is Passover, and five days later joined the others at Troas, where we stayed seven days. Okay. Um, so you could track all of this on a map, basically, Paul's journey here, these, where he goes um, from city to city, region to region, preaching the gospel. On the first day of the week, 
Sunday, we came together to break bread, which was their custom. They did that all the time, came together to break bread, fellowship. Read that from Acts 2 and Acts chapter 4, um, came together and fellowship. And breaking bread is both um, indicative of sharing a meal, and it's also a representative of the Lord's Supper communion, um, so both. In the first century, the Lord's Supper, taking of communion or the Eucharist, was all part of a larger uh, fellowship meal. Um, yeah, the agape meal. I mean, they all, they they uh, it was a, a meal, and part of the larger meal was uh, the taking of communion. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. My brother, just keep on preaching. Y'all think I go long, people. Come on. Paul preached till midnight. You don't ever have to worry about that with me, because I'm not a night person, guys. Like, by 1030, I'm, I'm out. So, mm-mm. But Paul, he's, he's you know, he because he was he's trying to get it all in, right? He knows he's leaving the next day. He's trying to get it all in. He's trying to cover all the bases right here. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where they were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. (laughs) Brother, he's trying to stay awake. Look, if the Apostle Paul, you know, people fell asleep during his preaching, you know, then we shouldn't feel too bad. Although he was going till midnight. But anyway. But there's Eutychus. He's uh he's sinking into a deep. <laughs> I have to believe this is a little bit of levity here in the Bible, a little bit of humor. Like, why do they have to record this story? This is not an essential story to carry on the message of the gospel. This is just a story of like, do you remember that time? <laughs> you remember that time? You remember that time Paul was just preaching and preaching, man. He would leave the next day and he had so much to cover, and he was bound and determined to cover every jot and tittle in his notes, and man, they had a little Eutychus. You remember Eutychus, little brother? He was up in that windowsill. Man, his eyes started getting heavy. You saw that? Ooh, he started, eyes, everybody was watching him. They were trying to listen to Paul, but really they were watching Eutychus because they had. They were wondering how this was going to turn out. The eyes started getting heavy. Ooh, and then the, you know, then you do a little shake off, shake your head, try to wake up. Oh, okay, I'm not. But he did that for like 15 minutes, but then his eyes got real heavy, and then the brother was just in a flat-out deep sleep. He was snoring. Y'all remember that? Remember he was snoring, he a little bit of that going on. He didn't even know it. Paul still preaching. Paul didn't know no difference either. He's just preaching through it. And then, y'all remember that time? He fell to the ground. <laughs> he fell to the ground from the third story. Hmm. It was scary. So when he was sound asleep, he fell into the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, <laughs> Paul's like, I'm, st- I'm not done yet. I mean, people be falling out windows. They be dropping dead. People falling asleep. People falling out of chairs. Paul's like, I'm not done, but I'm not done. So as soon as, you know, let's bandage this brother up. I know it was a hard fall. Just to fix that broke bone. Let's pop that right back in place. Okay, now let's get back in there. And I got some more. I got some more, uh, more uh, teaching I got to do. He went back upstairs again. Broke bread and ate. He got a little nourishment. He had to eat a little bit after midnight, and talked until daylight. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. They were glad he was alive. They were glad Paul was done preaching. 
<laughs> that definitely was one of those remember those times. You remember that time he fell out of the window? And Paul, Paul goes out there, heals the man, makes sure he's okay, and then he gets a little something to eat, eats some nachos and chips, and went right back in there and preached. Went, went right back to preaching. Till daylight, y'all. That brother went to preaching till daylight. But we were comforted. Verse 19. We went on ahead to the ship and sailed to sailed for Assos, where we were going to take Paul aboard. Now, interesting, the pronouns here, right? It changes to we. So uh, presumably it will be Luke now is a part of this journey. Luke is the author, so uh, Luke is a part of this journey. He's like, we went on ahead to the ship and sailed, across for, or sailed for Assos, where we were going to take Paul aboard. He made this arrangement because he was going there on foot. When he met us at Asos, we took him aboard and went on to Mytilene, 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 I don't know. The next day, we set sail from there and arrived at Chios. The day after that, we crossed over to Samos, and on the following day, arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. Hmm. So he wants to get back to Jerusalem for Pentecost. From Miletus, Paul went to, uh, sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole... Now this is a um, kind of a tearful goodbye here uh, because Paul won't be going to Ephesus anymore. So from Miletus, he sends to the elders of Ephesus and of the church, and when they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I came into the province of Asia, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears, and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. So he's basically re Record, uh, record, uh, rehearsing his preaching, his ministry among them, that he, you know, he, he tried to do it with humility and with tears. He was in their pain. He entered into their, their, uh, into adversity. Uh, he entered in, he, there were some, it was not always easy. It was hard. Uh, not only t testing from, uh, inside the church and just personal dynamics and all of that, but also, uh, outward opponents. But he had, he confesses and, and, and reminds them, I didn't cease to preach anything that would be helpful. Taught you the whole counsel of God. And I've declared to both Jews and Greeks that, that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. If you want to sum up what Paul's preaching was, that's it. This is what he did. What did Paul try to do? He declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in the Lord Jesus. That's the gospel. What is the gospel of the New Testament? What is the gospel of Jesus? That both Jews and Greeks, what is that? All people must turn to God in repentance and have faith in, the, in our Lord Jesus. That return, turning to God in repentance through faith in Jesus. That's, uh, that's the message. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim, 
I love this. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You kind of get the feeling here, right? I mean, it's it's this is a farewell. It's a farewell, and it's a little bit of an ominous tone, right? Like, I don't know what's going to happen to me in Jerusalem. Um, remember how I tried to be a good witness in your presence, Paul says. Remember the things that I taught you and, and shared with you that I, I did not withhold anything. Remember that time? I just preached and preached because I wanted you to get it. I wanted you to uh, truly understand what repentance, turning to God looks like and faith in Jesus looks like and the, all the benefits and the joy and the uh, worthiness of that. Uh, and I'm heading to Jerusalem now, and I don't honestly don't know what's going to happen. I know that everywhere I go, hardship and trouble face me, uh, the fear of death, the risk of death, the real risk of being uh, executed faces me everywhere I go, Paul says. Um, but this is my aim, to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. That's all of our jobs, guys. Whatever, whatever you do, you're not, you may not be a, a, a missionary like Paul was, but you're a missionary. You're, you're, you're a called out child of God. And you are uh, your mission now. Whatever your your job may be, sales. Your job may be teaching. Your job may be a full time mom right now or dad. You you may be retired, but you've not retired from the mission. And even though you may teach or sell sell things or uh, be a customer support or in healthcare, so you may be a nurse or a doctor or a technician. That's your vocation, but your mission as a, as, a, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, your mission is to testify to the good news of God's grace, just like Paul said. To testify to the good news of God's grace, to point people to God. Yeah. Now, I know that none of, none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Wow. Feel that? He preached and poured his life into them. You'll never see me again, at least not until we get to heaven, y'all. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. I told you to proclaim to you the whole will of God. The good and the bad, the heaven and the hell, right? The uh, the blessings and the warnings. I mean, you know, and that's that's the truth, man. That That's why it's so important to read through the Bible completely and not just pick and choose, because we need to have the whole counsel of God. We need to have the, the, the heaven and the hell. We need to have the warnings and the blessings. We need to have the correction as well as the affirmations. And uh, I think so much in our world, people just want the affirmations. They don't want the corrections. But that's not the whole counsel of God. That's not the wisdom of God. That's just picking and choosing what you want. That's creating a religion in your own image. Paul says, look, I preach to you the whole counsel of God. I, I, to, the, to the best of my ability, I tried to present it all before you. Keep watch over yourselves, verse 28, and all the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Don't ever forget, you know, as pastors, we have to always remember, the church is not ours. The people of God, they are Jesus's. They have been bought with his blood, not ours. They've been purchased with his blood. Uh, as children of God, you know, we, you know, we respect our spiritual leaders. We respect those who mentor us and guide us. 
and teach us and pour into us and those that know more than us or have studied more than us or, uh, or maybe are a little bit further down the road than us in their spiritual walk. We respect them. We learn from them. But we don't belong to them. <laughs> we belong to Jesus. We respect them. I mean, we belong to them in, sense, in the sense that we belong to one another in the body of Christ, but, but the, the ultimate shepherd of our souls is Jesus. Verse 29, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will rise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. There's people going to come in. He's warning them, right? You're going to face some adversity. You're going to face some people who just want to, who are just out for, out, out for themselves. They're going to clothe it in religious languages. They're going to clothe it in, uh, in Christian terms, but they're just out for themselves and what they want. The world is full of that, man. The world is full of people who, they want to use Christian and religion uh, for their own purposes, but they, they don't love Jesus. It's not about pointing people to Jesus. It's not about having a total devotion to Jesus. It's about pushing an agenda or getting people to uh, gather around them and worship them. So what? Be on your guard, he says. Remember that for three years I have never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears, like with passion. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. What is that? The people of God who are sanctified. The church. That's why the church are called saints, the holy ones, the holy church of God. doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means you've been set apart. Sanctification means you've been set apart, called out, set apart. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. I wasn't after anybody's stuff. I wasn't after material gain. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you by, by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Man, it is, you know. We know that. It's more blessed to give than receive. And here Paul is saying, you know, this, these, are, these are words that came from the mouth of the Lord. It's more blessed to give than receive. And so we... Uh, so Paul's here saying, you know, I, I feel like I, I feel like I gave more than I took. Hmm. You know, that should be our, that's a good mantra to live by, y'all. That in every circumstance, I gave more than I took. Hmm. In relationships, I gave more than I took. In your relationship with your spouse, in relationship with your kids, with your parents, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your job, I gave more than I took. Even approaching our work that way, I want to give more than I take. I want to, I want to give more than what I'm making. Like whatever I'm getting paid, I want to give more than actually what I'm getting paid for. Wow. You know, many, so many people, they just want to do the minimum. Like, you don't pay me for that. I ain't doing that. I don't get paid for that. No, I want to give more than I get paid for. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great attitude to have, you know. And, and you can think a little bit about where that comes from, but I, essentially it comes from a place of gratefulness and, and uh, responsibility and character. I'm going to give more. If this is what people expect, I'm going to give more because um, I want to give more than I take. And I hope that's going to be said of me. 
hope that can be said to me in, in ministry and in my family, to my kids, to my families, to my friends. You know, he gave more than he took. <laughs> wow. When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. What grieved them most was his statement that, he would never, that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. Oh, man, that just pulls at your heart, doesn't it? Like you can see them like kneeling and praying and knowing that, they'll, that the likelihood is that they'll never see Paul again, and they didn't. And then they, 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 uh, they accompany him. They, they walk him out to the ship. Mm. Mm. The, the tearful farewells, man. Wow. But you know what? Um, one day that ship's going to come back, right? There, as the children of God, we're going to see them again. <laughs> we have that hope. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Doesn't need, separation doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. But the hope and the promise that you'll see yours, the folks that have died in the Lord, you'll see them again. Praise God. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's reading, man. Just deep passion, like personal here. We see a personal side of the Apostle Paul here. Like obviously there's preaching and power, but like this is like this like him pour, opening up his heart and just showing his love and his his care and his pastoral heart for the church. You know, that he cares about them and he probably won't see them again. And but he wants them not to look out for those wolves and to stay strong and to, to be on guard. Um, he really he really shows some vulnerableness here. Vulnerability, I should say is the right word. There's some vulnerability here showing uh his humanness and how much he loves them. And how much they loved him. Uh, just that image. You visualize that image at the dock, right? They accompanied him down to the ship. And you can, you can imagine them just kind of waiting until the, until the ship is untied and set sail. and They're just waving as far as they, as long as they can see the ship in the distance. Hmm. Wow. Well, all right, guys. Thanks so much for being on today. Hey, it's time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for... For the love of the body of Christ, I just think of this 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 passage. It shows just the love of between uh, the Apostle Paul and the people, and just the love in the body of Christ. And we have so much love for the body of Christ, for one another. God, thank you, Lord. Help us to be those who are ambassadors and missionaries everywhere we go. That we point people to the goodness of God, Lord. That we are people who give more than we take, always, Lord. That we would point people to you. And in our giving, it would be an opportunity to point people to you, um, your goodness and your grace. Lord, I pray for my friends today that they would see your goodness and grace, that they would fall in love with you even deeper, that they would know you and want to know you more, that we all would, and that we would walk deep in the grace and mercy and the love of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, my friends, for being on today. You guys are the best. I love you guys. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for your comments and subscribing and likes, all that stuff. Really, really do appreciate it. Um, we'll be back at it on Monday, um, which will be over in um, Acts chapter 22 on Monday. So over the weekend, if you want to read Acts 21, you'll stay on track with our reading plan, and we'll jump in on Monday to Acts 22. You guys have a fantastic week weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy this first this first weekend of June, a little bit of rain here happening in uh, our area, but we need it. So can't complain, even though we're going camping and I'd love to see more sun. Can't complain about the rain. Cannot complain about the rain because we need it. So, 
All right, guys. Love you guys. And um, hey, go out and give more than you take. Amen. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.